Hello and welcome to the Crack and Panther podcast with me, Reese, and my co-host Luke. Luke, how are you today? I am very well. Thank you for having me on the Crack and Panther podcast yet again. Of course, happy to have you back yet again. Uh, always good to, to jump on and, and chat with you. Um, have you had a good week? It's been alright. Uh, sort of been pretty busy recently, but uh, always got time to do a pod. Exactly. Always time to have a wee chat with me about all those ridiculous things that we like to talk about um, and and go on horrible, massive tangents. I say horrible. I think they're quite pleasant, our ridiculous tangents that we, we go on on this podcast. But uh, there are some times where you sort of you uh, you take a step back and look and you've strayed so far from the path of what you were originally talking about that I kind of I wonder how we even got there. But uh, I always think they're good fun nonetheless to get distracted by those little things and, and chat and talk absolute rubbish well it's a lonely road but it's the only one i've ever known as mm. a billy joel armstrong once said exactly very very good um <laughs> well we've got some news this week before we get into anything else biggest news i suppose uh very recent is the oscar nominations got announced um i as i'm talking about this i'm remembering we had a very similar conversation last year whenever the Oscar nominations came out and even when the uh, actual awards happened as well. Not not the biggest, uh, not that I'm not a fan of the Oscars, I guess it's just more so I don't have that massive an interest in the Oscars at all and like most most kind of Academy Awards and all these, all these types of things. Um, I generally am like, oh, that's quite interesting and, <laughs> and then I move on. I know some people it's really like, it's uh, obviously a massive deal. And I, I suppose if you're uh, involved in the movies, it's probably a, a big enough deal. But for me, as just like a, a viewer of these movies, I'm never that like, I don't put that much pressure on the Oscars and stuff. But uh, wh- where do you kind of sit with it, Luke? Well, as I looked at the Oscar nominations, uh, whilst I was on the toilet there 10 minutes ago, uh, <laughs> personally, I'd probably pick June for. Uh, best movie. I can't really remember the other nominations, but I sort of want I want Belfast by Ken, uh, the Kenneth Branagh movie to sort of win everything. Not because I've seen it or I even particularly want to see it because it looks pretty arty farty, which isn't really my style. Uh, it's just because <laughs> it's Northern Irish, so I wanted to win everything. Exactly. <laughs> that that is actually my only note about the Oscars. <laughs> I just written beside it. Uh, Belfast has eight nominations, which is a pretty big deal. It's I think a, a record breaker for Kenneth Branagh, um, which is quite cool. Uh, props to him. And yeah, that's just that's a cool place. That's where we live. Uh, not <laughs> Belfast specifically, but you know, that's that's a very cool thing to just see and like just seeing just the word Belfast in an, an Oscar nominations lineup is like, well, you know, it's very much that. Like when a comedian or or you're at a live show and the the performer will just say the and everyone cheers as if to just sort of say yes that's where we are right now but you do get that sense sometimes because I, I think especially like uh, Northern Ireland particularly is a very like you don't you don't get it shouted out that often you'll get plenty of stuff in in the UK and then you'll get plenty of stuff in Ireland and and sometimes we're a little bit forgotten about and it's nice just having this it's like it's nothing else you know we're not getting lumped in with anybody that's this is all about Belfast and eight nominations is a pretty cool thing so yeah I'm kind of the same I just wanted to win everything 
and it's positive. It's nice for Northern yeah. Ireland in the news for something positive for a change. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely in the same same boat where I'm like, I just want that to win everything. I haven't seen it, but everyone who has seen it has told me how good it is. Uh, so I, I might see it at some point, but um, I, I still want it to win nonetheless. I hope it. I hope it's the best movie ever, uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. And I never even have to see it. I just, I just want it to be the best. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at with the Oscars. Apart from that, it's whatever. Uh, good luck to all the nominees. I hope they all do well. But Belfast, I hope you hope you bring it all home. Um, and the only other piece of news I have, which I thought was quite interesting, um, I think it was sort of we kind of already knew this, but it, it's quite interesting, is about the uh, the new Spider Verse movie or movies um, across the Spider Verse. Uh, it's it's a two parter. And we've been told that obviously in this movie, they'll be traveling through different uh, universes within the spider people uh, mythos. And um, each universe is going to be a different art style, which obviously we got bits of that in the last movie with each uh, spider person being kind of a different style. But in this, we'll see every different universe and world they go to will be a, a different art style and it by the signs of it it looks like they're going to be very very different uh in each place they go to which is quite cool because I, I did sort of forget that as much as we had in into the spider-verse we had all these different characters it was all set within the one world and um, whereas this one we will be going to all these different universes so it'll be cool to see that those art styles like it, all those different things coming through i think it'll be quite cool i think it's, it's probably a good opportunity to really like pay homage to a lot of comic book artists, which I think would be really cool if we go to different universes and they're very much just style inspired by whatever. Uh, I think that would be quite a cool thing to do. But yeah, I, I just think that's a, a cool thing. And I hadn't really thought about it, but it obviously makes a lot of sense that we'll see all these different art styles. So many dead uncle bands though. <laughs> very true. Yes. Uh, yeah, every, sorry, that was the other part. It was, a different art style and a variation on the Uncle Ben death we'll see in every single universe they cross. So expect a lot of Uncle Ben deaths. They're going to get one per universe. Um, so at least I'd say 60 or 70 uh, Uncle Ben deaths again. Because that's something we really need in a Spider-Man story is to see Uncle Ben die again. That's, that's what we're lacking. That's what we've been missing out on, if you ask me. Um, is there any art styles you would love to see or anything like really crazy that you think could really work or, or something like that? Well, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of like manga, uh, sort of Japanese style Spider-Man, because I think there was the, I can't remember her name, but it was the spider girl who sort of jumped in the big uh, mech thing. Uh, yeah. So I assume we'll see her uh, Spider-Verse. Uh, but I would like to see um, a Spider-Verse with done in the style of the music video for Tech on Me by a hat. Oh yeah. <laughs> That'd be quite cool. And it's it's an entire musical section as well of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh sure. um, there's gotta be a musical section if they're going all the different universes. They're gonna, oh, they're gonna like that would be so run, good. <laughs> they're gonna speed run all the gimmick episodes of a sitcom in one movie. <laughs> true. True. Two movies. Two movies. Uh, oh, it's part one and two. So I mean, across two two movies, probably two pretty long movies, I'd say. Come on, give us yeah, give us a, a little musical number, surely somewhere in there. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing a sort of Who Framed Roger Rabbit esque real world uh, cartoon 
overlap could be quite interesting. Um, I'm always down for something like that. That'd be really funny. Uh, I don't know. Would you put it into one of the existing Spider-Man universes, one of like the existing uh, live action ones or, or something new? Or I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it, but I, I think that could be pretty funny. I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think that'd be good. Please, please don't start this again. Poor Andrew Garfield can't spend <laughs> another however many months denying he's in another Spider-Man movie. Oh God, yeah. If 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 he if he gets put into a Spider Verse, or if they do come out and make an Amazing Spider-Man three, they cannot keep that under wraps. That poor man. I can't. I can't. I don't think I can even go along joking about it anymore. If if that happened again, because it's too heartbreaking to see him just. <laughs> struggle to, to word his way through it all we also ran that joke very badly into the ground that's that's a dead <laughs> horse we'd be flogging at that point in fact the horse isn't just dead the horse has been cremated and its ashes scattered we're desperately whipping at the flying remnants of said horse which is <laughs> scattering to the wind absolutely absolutely um so yeah i'm not i'm not so sure about that but that that's all the news i have for this week So our topic for this week, look, we're going to jump back into something that we talked about a long time ago, uh, and we, we were going to make it a recurring series at that point, and this was a long time ago now, but um, some some of our more, more extensive listeners may remember a, a while ago we did a, an episode on the filmography of one Brad Pitt, and we said we really enjoy talking about that, just going through all of the, the movies Brad Pitt's been in and talking about our favourites. Uh, and we said in that we would come back and do that with uh, other actors, some more of our favourite actors. And, and then we forgot about it forever and <laughs> never did it again. Um, but we, we were thinking about it and realised that that actually was a good episode. I, I really enjoyed that last time. So we're going to come back and do a, a different actor this time. Don't worry, we're not going to... We're not going to do any more Brad Pitt. I think we said our piece on that. But we're coming back this week to do another very famous actor. Um, I'm sure some people will have heard of him. Look, have you ever heard of uh, a little actor called Will Smith? Uh, yes, I am familiar with him and his various entanglements. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mean. A mean thing to say. Uh, yes, Will, Will Smith, one of... I wouldn't even say one of the most famous actors in the world, just an extremely famous person in the world as well. <laughs> kind of even if like, obviously everyone knows he's an actor, but I feel like Will Smith kind of transcends that a little bit where people just, they just know him from stuff. He's, he's been a meme. He's been an actor. He's been a musician. He's been a just personality. Um, and I think everybody's pretty familiar with Will Smith at this point. Um, but Will Smith has now actually been around for for quite some time really uh will smith has been around making movies tv shows all all those bits and pieces that he's done uh over the years so we're, we're going to talk about all that good stuff um i think probably the best way to start look is just with our favorites our, our favorite will smith performances and, and maybe work from there so do you have a particular favorite will smith performance well what i will say just before i sort of get into which one's my favorite i will say even in his the bad movies he's in because uh not being mean to him but he has been in plenty of sort of mm. not great movies will smith is never bad in any of his movies uh, i think it comes from he just brings a lot of energy and commitment to every role uh, and he's just naturally very talented so i'll always respect 
an actor who works hard like that. So probably, I was about to say Men in Black, and I think it is a very good Will Smith performance. Uh, and it, it probably personifies a lot of what I enjoy about Will Smith performances. But I'm actually going to pick one of his more serious roles. The, the movie with my favourite Will Smith performance is probably actually The Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. So, uh, I, think, uh, I think I would be inclined to agree. As you've kind of pointed out there, it's very... I think that and uh, Men in Black, which was the, the first thing you said are probably the best two examples to show kind of the the two extremes of um, the ways that Will Smith can act because he's very well known kind of for both of those uh, both of those types of performance I think um, and, and those are two great examples of it but I, I, I would agree Pursuit of Happiness is an incredible film and an ex- extremely good performance as well uh, so yeah talk about that. Yeah so I, I just have to be honest I thought I watched The Pursuit of Happiness. This now is probably, like, I don't know when it was released. I think I saw it only like a year or two after it was released on TV. I was probably, I'm going to say, under 10 at that point because I think it was released sometime uh, in the noughties. Uh, I haven't watched it since. And I, I don't intend watching it again, which is a weird thing to say for a movie uh, that I just said I love. But... I, it's kind of like I'm scared to watch it, not because I don't think it won't be good, because I've, I've seen other people talk about it, loads of people love it, but it, it just, it was kind of magical at the time. I, I know that hmm. sounds a bit twee or, or whatever, but I think it's one of those movies that just felt really special when you watched yeah. it for the first time. And it, it would just be like, there's no way it could live up to my expectations to my memory of it watching it a second time but I would love to watch I, I don't intend to watch it again but I would love to watch it again at the same <laughs> yeah, yeah. time because I just I loved it so much I mean it's I, I, I almost think most people it's about a father and son relationship but I think basically anyone could relate to it because I mean it is about uh, that sort of bond uh, of family love I, I just think it's it's a really lovely, lovely movie. I just, I, I couldn't say enough positive things about it, really. Yeah, uh, no, I absolutely agree. I love it. It's actually probably, I don't, I don't know if it's the first, but it's the first that I've re- like, that I've retained in my memory, uh, example of uh, a movie that I cried at. Now, you'll know, look, and, and people who know me will know, I cry at movies quite a lot now. Uh, and and I absolutely love a good cry at a movie, but um, I think when I was younger, and not that I saw this as early as I think you did, but um, certainly when I was younger, definitely didn't cry so much at movies, kind of didn't cry at much stuff, and would, but very much would be like, it's just a movie, it's just pretend, you know, and, <laughs> and I wouldn't really get invested enough in movies to cry at them, uh, and I think Pursuit of Happiness might have been the first one, certainly the first one that I really, like, kept the memory of uh of a movie that i watched and really got me and and really made me cry despite me you know normally i'd be able to chalk it up to to just i'll forget about it it's a movie they're just actors but um that that i couldn't it was so good and i think that's obviously down to the performances and it being a very well written movie and all all that good stuff but um it it is it is a special kind of movie i think you're right it's strange that we both have like extremely specific memories of it um 
but I think that's that's definitely the mark of a good movie, isn't it? But yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, uh, but I think well, as you said, we just flipped the other end of the spectrum and go to Men in Black. So uh, we were talking about this before the podcast. We obviously knew we had to discuss the Men in Black movies, but we're, we're gonna um, we're gonna not go into too much depth on them because uh, we've got we've got something special planned for them in the future but we'll talk about them a bit not i don't know about you but i i think i've rewatched it a few times there's very few movies that just consistently hold up as well as men in black it's as good on every every time you watch it absolutely it is it is so good um i think will smith uh, as much as he is an incredible actor himself i think he is there are few people as perfect to be one half of a buddy cop team up uh, as Will Smith, uh, as like is shown time and time again in movies that he's in. He plays so well against anyone. It doesn't really matter who the other person is, but he is so often, you know, I, I reckon if you got a list of, you know, top 10, top 20 movie duos, I'd say a good proportion of them would be someone and Will Smith, you know? I, I reckon his name would come up certainly more than once uh, in those kind of lists because he does... There there are so many movies where it is Will Smith and someone else in a kind of buddy cop movie and um, and he is just so good at, at playing off another character and that's a great example of it. Just so funny. Uh, the jokes, as you say, t- it holds up every single time you watch it and every time it makes me laugh as well. Even the jokes I know are coming still make me laugh and uh, still just get me every time. Really, really tickles me. And I think it's just, it is that real. There's like a, it's it's strange because you feel like it would be easy to achieve in a movie because it's written uh, and and it's scripted. You'd think like quick wittedness would be easy to portray because you just say the lines quick. But um, it's not always that easy. And I think that's something Will Smith really does well is like, his characters seem like they're quick-witted whenever he responds to people and makes little comments and stuff. It it feels very real and it feels like a character who is just kind of smart and snarky and, and really good at that. And I think uh, that's that's such a great thing about Men in Black. That's what makes it so funny. Yeah, I mean, it is all about delivery, to be fair. Uh, anyone could read the words as they're said on the script, as they're... Anyone could read the words as they're written on the script, but it's about how you deliver them. It's the timing. And if any, if anyone could do it, you know, we'd have a thousand Will Smiths, but we don't. We have one. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he is, as you say, the perfect uh, foil for the uh, Tommy Lee Jones' straight man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other thing I was going to say. If, and how it also works as a showcase of Will Smith's talents is it is the most banger movie song possibly ever. I mean, it's got all songs written specifically for a movie about the movie. It's got to be top ten. Uh, it's 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 amazing. I, I I think you could play that at any club party. I'll play it at a funeral. Uh, <laughs> you will get the people turned, as they say. Yes, you will. Look, very good use of, of street rapper slang. I'm sure Will Smith would be proud of that. Um, yeah, that, that may be a good opportunity actually to mention that because as much as we are talking filmography here, Will Smith also has produced some absolutely great tunes in his time as well. So it may be 
worth just bringing up there uh, the the music of Will Smith as a little aside uh, to this to this filmography because that is another great achievement of of Will Smith um just some absolute bops summertime will forever be my my summer tune whenever that that first day where it's warm enough to to just sit outside and bask in the sun and, and you just turn off you don't think about anything and, and you just put on summertime by will smith and it's like that is oh that is a great way to start a, a, a nice warm day when you're just gonna relax and really truly not do anything you know the the best kind of doing nothing day uh, i think starts with summertime by will smith um <laughs> it is just relaxing like the absolute best way to chill out max and relax and all cool you know yeah uh, Will Smith doesn't have to curse to sell records as well, which is impressive. But if uh, Summertime is the ultimate song for summer days, uh, and it's by Will Smith, and Will Smith also is the ultimate uh, summer night song, uh, well, after Greece, I suppose, but <laughs> in, in Miami. I mean, oh. if you want to talk about bangers, something that gets the people turned Miami gets the people so turned that they come all the way back to facing you again (laughs) turned 360 degrees that is is a banger to be fair absolutely you know i've got um sort of in terms of basketball i'm a massive basketball person but i really like the miami heat and i've got uh one of their shirts is sort of like a miami vice style one i've got it just says across the front miami Every time I wear it on, I start going, party in the street while the heat is on, I'll <laughs> until the break of down. Uh, and, then, and then, even though I can't hit the notes, you always have to go up to, welcome to Miami. <laughs> yeah. Nino in Miami. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You can't not sing it. It's just one of those ones. You you sort of just, you you try your best to hit those notes and sing it beautifully. And, and even if you can't, you're just there for fun. And I think Will Smith embodies that so much of just just showing up to have some fun and uh, not not caring how it looks or how ridiculous it sounds. And you're just you're just vibing. Vibing is the absolute. That is the word I would use to describe um, sticking on some some Will Smith tunes is just absolutely vibing. Uh, I think it is such a shame that Will Smith doesn't do songs to accompany his movies anymore. Um, I think that is that would be what a return to cinema that would be if in the next Will Smith movie he did a, a rap song recapping the movie a la Men in Black or um, Wild Wild West <laughs> if, if as the credits roll Will Smith comes on I mean he did he kind of did one for Aladdin as well which was cool but that already was a musical so I don't I don't count that I want I want ones for the the dead serious movies I want I want you know the uh, Suicide Squad when he when he played Deadshot in Suicide Squad. I want a a rap recap of the movie for the the credits, and I think it's a shame we don't get those anymore. But I can I can see why. <laughs> it's like although it's kind of impressive, isn't it? That nobody really thinks about the movie Wild Wild West anymore. But that that song everyone still knows. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I think that's the way you sell it to big wig Hollywood execs. It's like, listen, the movie could be a total clanger, but if we can get uh, an absolute chin to go with it, the movie will live on forever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that that's the way to pitch it. 
I I like the idea that that yeah, Will Smith has been pitching this for every movie he does, and it's the Hollywood execs that are saying no. <laughs> like he he desperately still wants to do it, uh, but but it's it's everyone else that's telling them he can't do it. They're like, listen, Will Smith, I don't I don't think this is the movie for it. And he's like, come on, I want to do a rap about focus <laughs> or whatever Will Smith movie did. Uh, oh, Bright, I've, I've not, the fantasy cop movie. <laughs> I've not seen Focus, but my dad did, and he said he liked it. So uh, mm. I, I can't, I can't. That's all I have to say about because I didn't watch it, but my dad did. <laughs> did um, he say? Did he say it? It could have only been improved by a Will Smith rap at the end. Uh, no, but I think actually, I don't think he would have objected to that. I think he likes Will Smith. He watches. Uh, that's like. This is going to sound kind of insulting, but I really don't mean it in an insulting way. Will Smith is one of those actors that dads love. Because yeah. if you pick a Will Smith movie to a certain degree, you, you know that you're getting a minimum standard of quality and it's got, and it will be entertaining. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's like, it's it's an he's an actor that dads and mums love. Because if there's yeah. one thing I know uh, about marriage, it's that at a certain point, no matter how much love there is there, it is near impossible to agree on something to watch on TV. <laughs> that, if there's anything my parents have taught me about marriage is that at a certain point, you got to watch the same thing every day and finding something new to watch is going to be impossible. But if a new Will Smith movie comes out, guarantee my mum and dad will both be happy to watch it. And uh, I think that is true probably for most mums and dads <laughs> around <laughs> the world is that Will Smith will be the, the neutral territory for a movie or a TV show to watch. Uh, if he's in it, that's that's a great start for something that, or or like a a Christmas present for your parents. Oh, get them a a Will Smith movie. That'll be the perfect thing because they will be excited to watch that, uh, regardless of what it is. Does this mean the British version of Will Smith's Bradley Walsh, since he acts, sings, and dances, and mums and dads love him? Yes, that's exactly what that means. Look, <laughs> and I think we should get remakes of every famous Will Smith movie recast as Bradley Walsh is what that means and I think he should also rap uh, I would I tell you what not even as a joke I would 100% watch Brothers play the genie <laughs> I think I think even oh, I, like on the stage production because they do the stage production I think he would make a great stage genie definitely I wouldn't be surprised if he's done it in Panto already before <laughs> <laughs> it would not surprise me um some somebody somewhere has got to cast that i'm sure there is somebody somewhere who's already had that idea and if not i i hope it happens um <laughs> well you're paying chase money though that's the thing panto brothers doesn't come cheap oh bradley walsh should do a rap outro to the chase theme song <laughs> should rap over the top of the chase theme oh why why do these things not happen look why do people not trust our are incredible ideas we are wasted on this podcast absolutely wasted um it's, it's the hollywood bigwigs as i said it just if you ever have a problem just imagine it's it's not your fault it's the fault of some fussy old guy in a suit up in los angeles somewhere who's uh chortling on a whiskey whilst laughing at your misfortune uh, exactly it, it really helps you avoid the blame for everything you do wrong yeah, telling Will Smith he can't do a boxing-based rap about 
whatever whatever new movie he's in or a tennis based one about that new movie he's in or whatever whatever kind of rap he's trying to do it's it's hollywood's fault um shall we move on he won't compromise (laughs) his ideals yeah exactly um shall we move on what's what's another will smith movie you'd like to talk about well if we want to sort of segue nicely from music uh why don't we go right back to where it all started with uh the the fresh prince absolutely yes uh a, a great one again yeah we as much as we we were talking about films but as as we felt it was only right to delve into music i think it is only right when you're talking will smith to talk about um to talk about fresh prince as well because ignoring it would be an absolute sin fresh prince of bel-air is an incredible show another one that um is is universally beloved in certainly in my house it's one that you can always put on and everyone will be happy to sit down and watch um in in the house which is a rare find uh when you have several several siblings and people in the house all trying to find something to watch um fresh prince always a crowd pleaser uh one of those shows that like I've, I've watched so much of it but i still don't think i've seen every episode i still think there's ones that like i come back and i'll see i'm like oh i actually haven't seen this before even though it feels like it's a show that i've watched my whole life <laughs> i guess it's just always you know you see the same episodes repeated or whatever and i've never actually sat down and watched it start to finish but i quite like that because there's other shows um that i i really like that i have sat down and properly watched and i kind of like coming back to fresh prince and it being if you'll if you'll pardon the pun fresh every time i watch it uh, i'm getting some new episodes so um i i really like that and just coming back and, and sitting down to watch watch a couple of episodes is always nice um but yeah it is an absolute classic how have you like did you grow up watching a lot of it or or how did you kind of uh, watch I sort of came, not really late but I sort of came to it a bit late uh, I, i've not i've probably not i've not watched it thoroughly i've sort of seen a decent number of the episodes scattered about but I think why I really enjoy it when I watch it is probably what sets it apart from a lot of sitcoms is the depth. You know, okay, it's it's mostly about uh, having laughs and stuff, but, I mean, it it tackles some really heavy issues, uh, sort of both in uh, the character Will's personal life. uh, I mean, the scene... uh, how come he don't want me, man? I mean, if you haven't seen that, just look up Fresh Prince. How come he don't want me, man? I, honestly, even with zero context, most people will struggle not to sort of cry a bit at that scene. Uh, and then as well, sort of social issues at the time. So, I mean, you have to remember, I think this was, it was the 90s in America. I mean, you had a lot going on there in terms of uh, social and political stuff related to racism. Uh I mean, it, it tackles it from both sides, but sort of there's a sort of like discrimination against um, uh, black people from the police and fr- from regular people, and and then also looked at sort of um, I'm not trying to speak on something I'm not qualified to speak on here, but like <laughs> I, I knew the episode where uh, Carlton tries to get into the 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 I think it's it's like a black a group of black men at college or something and they, they reject him because of the way he, he speaks and stuff like that i'm sort of saying uh no this 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 isn't how we should be um treating each other 
you know, we should be looking to lift each other up instead of uh, tearing each other down. And I sort, I thought that was that was a way to look at a situation. I don't think a lot of uh, shows at the time would have a been able to look at because they didn't have that perspective, or b would have done well. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, as you say, not it's not us trying to trying to speak on something that we we're not qualified to, but just like a show that even just would talk about that at all like regardless of what your opinion is on it actually just making a statement like that is a show like something that I don't think any other show has really done certainly in like as meaningful a way as as Fresh Prince did and also being able to do that in a show that is so like often funny and stuff and it never it doesn't feel out of place it doesn't feel like oh this was a bit of a downer of an episode you know it still felt completely relevant to what even the funny parts of the show were about and and all those characters like i think it has very well developed characters that it never felt like oh we're doing a serious episode you know it, it still felt like oh no these are just characters and they're real people and they're they're funny a lot of the time and then they're not funny sometimes and serious stuff happens and um i, I think that's really like that's a really nice achievement for any show to make and freshman is like such a good example of that and despite all of that also an incredibly funny show <laughs> on top of all of that as well uh, and a big part of that i think is just will smith being so darn charming all the time yeah i think that uh, and to be fair he also credit to the support and cast me i love uh the guy who plays his uncle yeah i mean that's, that's <laughs> my, my favorite favorite moment in fresh prince is um when, when they've been when uh, Will and Carlton have been scammed by the pool shark at the at the <laughs> the pool hall, and the the his uncle comes down and uh, hustles the pool shark. Yeah, it oh, it's so good, so good. Yeah, he sort of plays plays a a couple of rounds, and he's absolutely awful. And then he gets Jeffrey the butler to go and get his uh, to get his own cue. It's got like a, a special name, it's like Veronica or something. Like yeah. his his uh, his pull cue has a has a specific name, and then he just destroys him. Oh, so good, so good. Just when he gets those moments of being a real cool guy, because obviously so so much of it is uh, Uncle Phil being this just voice saying no to Will constantly. But then when you see him just come out and be like really really unload the big guns, is so good. That payoff is so huge. Um, but yeah, Fresh Prince is such a great show. I'm literally like sitting here with a smile on my face just uh, thinking about these episodes we've been talking about. It's such a good show. Um, it is great. I I can move us on to, to one that I quite like. That I mean, I don't think it's underrated at all. I think it's a lot of people like it, but it, it's probably rated exactly right. But um, one thing I do like about it is that I think it is certainly at the time was unique, and that is Hancock. Uh, have you seen Hancock Luke? Oh, uh, I was I've seen Hancock a few times actually. I was a I was a big favorite in our house for a while. Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely. Same, same here. I think Hancock's a great movie, but what I mostly wanted to touch on with it was it being quite unique, a superhero movie, especially I think when it came out. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure kind of when it came out, where we were at with superhero movies. Uh, I'm sure we. I mean, we definitely gotten a few, but. I don't think we were anywhere near the the level we're at now when it comes to a superhero movie. And we certainly, when we were getting superhero movies, we weren't getting 
them in the style of Hancock, the idea of, you know, these heroes who are not really that great people, you know, and he, he doesn't have that much interest in doing it. And it's a, a pretty adult um, superhero movie as far as uh, at the time those those superhero movies were, you know, that largely for kids or for families. Uh, and Hancock is definitely more mature than that. Uh, and I just think that's that's a pretty cool thing. We, we've got far more of that now with your Suicide Squads and Deadpools and all of those things. But um, I think that it just it deserves a bit of uh, a bit of appreciation for being a superhero movie that was just a real rough, <laughs> a real rough looking guy who kind of uh, doesn't have time for this crap kind of thing, which I think is quite a fun character um, and definitely was was unique for a superhero movie. And <laughs> I always remember, uh, let's go, I mean, maybe not niche, but I'm not sure everyone will know the show I'm talking about, but Brick from the Middle yeah, makes an appearance at the very start of the film. <laughs> so he does. I did forget that. Um, that, that is a, a bit of a niche one look, but <laughs> always good. Always good to see Brick appear in something. Always happy for that. Um, the middle was a, a big show for in our house for a little while there as well. It was the the only thing we were watching. Um, but Will Smith's not in that, so we'll not talk about it today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't have any massive opinions on Hancock. I just wanted to mention it because I think it does it, it does have a little special place. I think amongst superhero movies, I think it's it's got it should be shown some respect uh, for for what it is. But do you have do you have anything else that you you particularly like or that you think we should talk about for Will Smith? Oh, I was, was going to say about Hancock. Uh, I haven't oh, yeah. seen it for a few years, so I couldn't say how it sort of looks now. But I remember at the time thinking the CGI and the special effects mm. for his superpowers were really good, especially the, the flying kind of looked different and was done in a really cool way. I can't exactly say how it was different. I do just remember it being different from sort of most films. I mean, it was way different from the way you would see someone like Superman or Iron Man fly. Yeah, yeah. From from what I remember, it's it is almost that like, uh, a little bit more the way you would see people skydiving, kind of when he when he flew. As much as he wasn't falling, but it was that more. You know, you, you would have you have a bit of looseness in your hands and and wrists and stuff. Uh, I think especially like if you were someone who could fly and you could fly quite easily and naturally you probably wouldn't, you know, have your arms completely rigid and legs perfectly straight as you flew around. You'd, you'd be you'd be loose and relaxed with it, which I think is, especially for a character like Hancock, you know, like that's kind of the whole point is that he he doesn't really push himself to, to the limits, you know. So when he flies, he is kind of loose and relaxed and uh, his arms are kind of flapping in the wind a little bit. Uh, I think that's kind of cool because, yeah, you wouldn't, if you were flying around all the time, you'd probably get pretty used to it and you would you would be chilled as you were flying around and you wouldn't hold yourself super tight. So uh, I think that is is a unique kind of effect for that, but it definitely works. I think it looks really cool. Uh, so yeah, that, that is that is good, actually. Look, I didn't think about that, um, but that is a good good spot. Uh, all right, you, you pick us one to talk about. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sort of going to pick one of the more recent ones. Uh, okay. We don't have to go into loads of that with it because I think we did sort of talk a bit about it in the last episode. But I, I have to say, I said this in the last episode. I think this is the best uh, live action remake Disney have done of any of their movies. I uh, and 
Will Smith played the genie in it, and I'm of course talking about Aladdin. Uh, yeah. So yeah, sort of we say a lot. So uh, the only new thought I have on it from sort of the other week was, I, well, two actually. I listened to it just popped up when I was sort of playing an automated playlist of this model listened to. I'd forgotten. Uh, I really, really like his version of Arabian Nights that plays at the start of the yeah. uh, the movie. It's it's really catchy. I mean, you'll listen to it sort of once or twice, and then for the next few days, you're going Arabian. I, I'm not going to try that now because I'll not do it. Just, I'll not do it very well. It's been a very um, musical episode for me, look today. <laughs> um, yes, I do apologise to listeners for that. <laughs> but yeah, it's really catchy. The Will Smith effect. It's the Will Smith effect. <laughs> You can't help it. All these songs just—they're too, too darn catchy. They're ear—they are earworms. Uh, I mean, no, we didn't even mention "Boom Boom Shake Shake the Room," which again gets the people turned probably seven twenty degrees. Never mind. Yeah. I—I <laughs> um, I am a little bit worried, but also really hope that uh, us saying "turned" and then X amount of degrees catches on, not among other people, just catches on to myself because I. I kind of want to keep saying it, but also I'm a little bit worried that I'm going to get it in my head and then say it to people who have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, I like, I think that's a good, I think that's a, a good turn of phrase. I like that. It's because just getting turned, sure, but getting turned, you know, 720 degrees plus, that's, that's, that's a new level. Listen, once they get within the context of the song, the people getting turned 10, 80 degrees, that's a universal concept. That's not something that needs to be explained. That's something people feel in their soul. Exactly. True. True. Yeah. People, listen, the girls who get it, get it. And the ones that don't, don't. Uh, so, you know, that's that's all we can say about getting uh, turned. Have some hot tea, sis. <laughs> Oh, uh, I think we're I think we're old. Is that what we're learning? I think we might be yeah, old. I, I I this was actually something I talked with some uh, friends like a while back. There's like we knew it was you. It was, I think it was you. It was like it was about, yeah, yeah, in school that um you sort of keep up to date with everything because uh, uh well well you sort of hear it around you sort of see it around but then like once you get to once you leave school you sort of if you're even out of the loop, once you're out of the loop for any amount of time at all, like a day, you are behind the times and you will never catch up and you just have to accept that any sort of uh, meme or joke or thing, that, that, or cultural thing that filters its way through, you have to accept that you're behind the curve on it. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's been a legion of people on TikTok that have already heard of it and have moved on and abandoned it and you're now desperately uncool for using it <laughs> yep and we have just just recently discovered ourselves in that demographic and it hurts it, it hurts a lot yeah. but uh, i think i'm i'm slowly moving into the acceptance uh stage of grief so uh, i think i think i'm gonna learn to live with it uh maybe that is that is us making will smith references a part of that as well i think it might be like this, well, this episode is part of it. Will Smith is definitely sort of a, a millennial Gen Y thing, really, isn't yeah. he? Sort of like, not that he's not, I mean, he's very cool, actually. He's a very cool guy. And imagine Gen Z's uh, still enjoys movies and stuff. But yeah, let me. 
I, yeah. I imagine he sort of pulls best in the Gen Y millennial demographic. If he, I mean, I'm not sure yeah. why anyone would be going around polling about Will Smith, but <laughs> <laughs> I think especially because a lot of a lot of Gen Z's first exposure to Will Smith will have been that ah, oh, that's hot meme from the youtube rewind a few years ago yeah. uh, which is like that is a bad introduction to wilson that is that does not cast him in a good light at all um just the, his his brief youtube rewind appearance uh on i think that was the year it became the most disliked video of all time on youtube yeah. i think that was that year yikes I don't think you can blame it on him. <laughs> oh no, it's absolutely not his fault. I'm just saying if that was the first Will Smith thing you saw, and then people were like, "No, you know he's in like a load of movies and stuff," and <laughs> it would be hard to ever erase the the YouTube rewind meme from your head. Uh, this is <laughs> this is what it sounds like when old people make jokes about coffee, isn't it? That's what we sound like now, and look. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to wrap up there. <laughs> That's why coffee is for grown-ups. <laughs> All right. Um, we were talking about Aladdin. <laughs> oh, we didn't my, really... yes, my sec- I said that as a second thought then. Uh, yes. Um, I-, I watched the... I've obviously seen it before because I've seen the movie, but I watched the Prince Ali scene again. That is... It takes sort of second fiddle to friend like me. I mean, it's hard not to, but does it's a gorgeous scene and it's not just through over i mean there's a lot of cgi in the scene but it is impressive like the elephants and the animals and stuff mm. but it's the use of color that really impressed me with how they put together that scene is uh like with the dancers and everything it's yeah it's, it's really good it's like it's it's i i think that's probably something that was better in the remake than it was in the original i mean the original it was really good that scene but it was sort of just was it was actually fairly normal from memory by the standard of the movie. So, whereas I think it's a real showpiece, a real centerpiece in the live action one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it is, it, it's tough to, to do a remake of an animated movie and have colour be such a big part of it when you're constantly comparing it to something that was drawn, you know? <laughs> you can you can use whatever colours you want. But, um to make it still live action and still look on some level real, but have those totally fantastical colors and stuff. It, it's, uh, I'm always impressed by that. Uh, and I think Aladdin and that, that friend like, or not friend like me, um, Prince Ali scene is, is an extremely good example of that done so well. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that is definitely a, a good point on Aladdin, but as you said, oh, we talked about it last week, so we don't need to dwell on it too much. Oh, the other thing about Prince Ali is, is it, a breakdown is that what you call it at the end? The breakdown's really fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it slows down. Oh, I yeah. love that bit. It is, that is great. It, yeah, it, it does. It does well to like be different from Friend Like Me. I think and, and still be a, a totally great number in itself. Which obviously, like the original does that as well. But I think the the new one maybe does a little bit more to really differentiate those songs. Maybe, um, or it's maybe just the way Will Smith does it as well. Uh, and the the scenes themselves in the movie and stuff, but it feels like there is like a, a nice difference um, between those two numbers, which is good because you don't want it to all be the same. And I think that's the nice thing with uh, Will Smith's genie as well is that it's like it's just just good acting in it. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's just good acting, and um, I'm I'm here for it. 
Uh, all right, I can talk about one that's maybe different to most of the things we've said so far, um, and that is Will Smith in a rom-com, and I'm talking about Hitch, uh, a great, really great rom-com, one of my favourites. Um, I, I love a good rom-com anyway, uh, but Hitch is a, oh, such a good one for me. I, I really like it. I rewatched it again recently, and um, it, it, it definitely holds up. I think it's it's a great, just fun uh just fun fun time and and nice and like nice and romantic but very easy to watch and uh relaxed it's definitely not the uh emotional turmoil of pursuit of happiness or, or anything like that but just a real fun time as as i was mentioning there about you know uh, will smith just being charming it's the same thing just his charm absolutely dialed up to 11 <laughs> in this movie and i think hitch is is a really good one have you seen hitch uh, this is going to sound bizarre. I have watched the first, I want to say, hour of it without being able to really hear anything of it because uh, I think it was the last day uh, before Christmas in second year in school and uh, I, I was in HE and our HE teacher put it on. Uh, yeah, in case anyone's wondering, my second year HE teacher apparently Hitch is like one of her favorite movies. <laughs> I was gonna say bizarre choice for a second year class movie to put on before Christmas, but okay. Um, but yeah, no, I I uh, I couldn't really hear it, so I wouldn't say I've watched. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even really claim I watched that first hour because it's sort of like I was sort of trying to watch it, starting like no, there's no point in trying to watch this. I'll yeah. I'll watch it. If it's really good. I'll watch it at some other point and actually give it the attention it deserves that you know, i i i would actually say probably the only movies that really w- work if you're putting them on for a class of sort of teenagers is bizarrely enough musicals cause, yeah because <laughs> they'll all know the songs so you don't really need to be able to hear them because they're going to talk or whatever so yeah musicals like, work i feel like last day before christmas you need to put on a movie for 45 minutes there are like a hundred safe bet movies you can put on there. Like literally any Christmas movie, for example, would be perfectly fine to watch. As we mentioned uh, in our Christmas episode, Elf is a given. I watched it a million times in school on, on various last days. I feel like there are so many things you have to go through before you get to Hitch. I mean, obviously it makes sense with the context of it being uh, your HE teacher's favorite movie, but like, that, that still feels weird to me it, you could there's so many easy options to put on and like right. if it's your favorite movie you know i if i wanted to sit down and watch my favorite movie i can imagine fewer worse ways to watch it than in a classroom full of second year students for 45 minutes hey it was i honestly i i would i would probably have been happy enough if it was the human centipede just so i don't have to watch the first <laughs> north Elf again. I as a movie I once loved, I know I cannot watch just because I think I could, as the lines were being said in the first hour of it, I think I, I, I could finish them all. It's it, I just I've seen it too many times. I, I yeah. can't do it again. I've just seen it too many times. Absolute elf fatigue I, I suffer from and every Christmas someone suggests putting it on and I'm like, if you put that on, I am gonna leave the room. Which is weird because my my two sisters both went to our school as well and they neither of them seem to have suffered with it the same way we have so it must have been 
particularly common in our year even more so because they both remember it like being on in school at Christmas but neither of them seem to have gotten sick of it the same way we did so I don't know what it is about our year maybe we just watched more movies but like I I know for a fact probably anyone in our year who you if you mentioned it to them would have the same memory of just watching that movie countless times this is why musicals are ideal because Mm -hmm. you you can watch you listen to songs loads of times. It doesn't matter to hear the same song multiple times. You'll still be fine hearing it. I mean, I, I I saw the first hour of Frozen loads of times in school, but I've got no problem with the first hour of Frozen because it's like, I love the songs. Yeah. Good. Especially the first hour of Frozen. All the songs are in the first hour. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, uh, but Frozen is song, 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 song. Then it gets to Fixer Upper and that is your lot. But, the last half hour is like new songs. It doesn't even look like a reprise or anything at the end. It's it's kind of weird. That is a bit weird. Is that the formula for Disney movies? But like, I feel like Tangled at least has one near the end. I mean, Moana definitely. I'm pretty sure has one near the end. And Cantuous songs like spread evenly throughout. Yeah, there's just like nothing for like the last half hour of Frozen. Yeah, I guess that is probably true for couple like Lion King I don't think the third act really has any songs I think Can You Feel the Love Tonight might be the last one um, soundtrack yeah Um, so maybe it's just a thing yeah when you get into that third act it's harder to find a a place to like ease into a a song I don't know Um, I quite like a if you're not going to do anything else I quite like a reprise a reprise of one of the songs at the end just to sort of round the movie out yeah yeah that is interesting, though. I hadn't really thought about that too much until you brought it up there. How bizarre. Um, somewhere along the line, we were talking about Will Smith, I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I was talking about Hitch. That's what it was. Hitch, it was yes. Hitch. <laughs> yes. And then we got into the fact that you'd watched uh, an hour of it without hearing it in school one time. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really have many thoughts about it other than just the I wanted to bring up Will Smith in a rom-com because he he does fit into that genre so perfectly as well that like as much as he is like he's a a comedy comedy hero and an action hero a lot uh of the time um and then he's done like all your serious pursuit of happiness stuff as well uh rom-com is just also one maybe he just suits everything maybe that's the problem he just (laughs) he can kind of slot into any style uh, and any genre but um he really does he's very charming in hitch it's a, a great great one to just watch him really really schmooze with the <laughs> with with the love interest and and play it real cool uh, which is quite fun um but yeah I'm, I'm realizing there as i'm saying it maybe maybe that's the thing with will smith maybe he just fits into every world uh and that's <laughs> and that's kind of the the joy of watching will smith in a movie is that it doesn't really matter what what the movie is uh he's gonna he's gonna be able to adapt and, and fit into it Although it does lead to the sort of issue, sometimes you do feel like, as good as he is, you are watching Will Smith rather than the character. Yeah, yeah. But that, I think that is true. That actually works for a lot of the movies. And mm. although, strangely enough, you reach a point where if he goes Will Smith enough, as long as it's the right role, it, it actually tips over into working. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you don't feel like you're what It's gone so Will Smith you don't feel like you're watching Will Smith anymore and I think the genie's a good example of that it's like the most Will Smith role ever done but 
it, it almost feels like it makes sense that the genie's doing a Will Smith impression. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I think in the same way as like even the same as when Robin Williams did it, where like it's it's just Robin Williams being as Robin Williams as he could, but the genie is very is still very much the genie. It doesn't. It's not. It's not Robin Williams' character. It's the genie, and I think that's kind of what Will Smith just did the same thing, but with himself instead of trying to do a Robin Williams impression, he just was like, okay, let's just make this all the way Will Smith and, and the same thing happens. I, I don't know why, but I, I think it is kind of the same for both of them where it's just um, as as much as you can be <laughs> be Will Smith and it'll it'll work for this kind of ridiculous uh, over-the-top character. Um, and yeah, I, I can't explain it, but it certainly works. Yeah. Uh, he was also in a Shark's Tale. Oh, he was in Shark Tale. Oh, that's a good movie. Actually, I didn't have that on my list. That's a good one. Great oh. soundtrack. Shark Tale has a an incredible soundtrack. Um, Working at the car wash. Yeah, absolutely. What what a great tune. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't know. If Shark Tale itself is necessarily good. I think it's good. I have very fond memories of it. I've watched it a few times um, over the years. I I reckon it's probably still you good. Might, you might as well say it's good. Like. It's a kid's movie, and the question is, when you watched it as a kid, did you enjoy it? And the film says, yes. Yeah, exactly. It's a kid's movie. Like, Very that, true. Okay, the best kid's movies work for all ages, but it is sometimes a bit weird that we as adults watch a kid's movie and are like, this is crap, this is so childish, and then it's like, yeah, but the kids have enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. for them. So it, surely by those parameters, it has succeeded. And it's like, yes, maybe objectively. It's not a good movie, but it is a good kids movie. I did, I, I did watch it recently enough, and uh, I do remember laughing at a few jokes that I didn't get as a as a kid, and rewatching it now, I actually find some of the jokes in it quite funny. So I, I think that is that is more than enough to make it a good a uh, good kids movie. Is a very enjoyable kids movie with a couple of jokes thrown in for uh, for the older people to get. And that's that's more than enough to to be a great kids movie. So I'm I'm gonna absolutely say it's good. Um, and soundtrack then on top of that, uh, uh yeah, a great pick, Shark Tale actually. That's a, yeah. that's a good one. I I just looked up to try and remember sort of who voiced the other characters. Wait till you hear the cast. <laughs> it is insane. Right, Will Smith, mm-hmm. Renny Zellweger, mm-hmm. Jack Black, yeah. Robert De Niro, Angelina <laughs> yeah. Jolie, and Martin Scorsese. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's insane to me. <laughs> to be fair, I, 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 I honestly, yes, to be fair, I, as far as I can remember, I did enjoy it. And always, there's a scene quite a funny idea that the mafia that were rig, were like rigging the horse races, but with sea horses, yeah. yeah, yeah, that is quite funny to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, got, it's got some good little little fish based humor in it i think um there's a good scene where he has a the sharks are eating like a, a prawn cocktail but all the prawns are alive and then jack black's character who's a vegetarian shark helps them all escape i think that's a funny joke um yeah i think i think there's good jokes in it i stand by it actually look i'm, I'm <laughs> i went from being like yeah i think it's an okay kids movie to now i'm actually defending it pretty wholeheartedly i think it's a good movie actually i sound <laughs> i think shark tale is a good movie and i'm gonna I'm going to stick with that. Um, but listen, we've talked Will Smith for a little while here. Do you have any other movies you, you really want to talk about? I'm, I'm, I think I've talked about everything I need to. 
yes, well, I should say um, we haven't mentioned uh, Bad Boys because I don't think either of us have seen it. I do want to watch it at some point, but in case you were sitting wondering why why we haven't mentioned it, it's because we haven't seen it. Uh, <laughs> is there any others? Oh, yeah, I haven't seen I Am Legend either. I know so. my brother loves that movie, so we, I don't think he listens to the podcast, but if he does a bit, he's going... Why haven't we talked about I Am Legend? <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, you mentioned Suicide Squad. I'll just say, I, I, it's obviously not as good as the James Gunn version, but I, I enjoyed that. He certainly put in a good performance as Deadshot. Uh, don't really feel inclined to say that much more about it, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, would, I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Will Smith coming back as Deadshot in the future if they wanted mm-hmm. to do that. Um, in in oh, well, the Suicide Squad or any of the we, other DC movies, I wouldn't mind that. We deserve some sort of like, because uh, they were the two captains. We deserve some sort of Deadshot Bloodsport face off. Oh yeah, definitely. And Idris Elba Will Smith face off <laughs> specifically, just those uh, two, just those two, two absolutely going for it. Them definitely. two remaking face off. Re- there's oh, money. There's, there's money. another. Yeah. That's a free one, Hollywood. You can have that on us. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> it's a shame there's no just ideas, man, idea in Hollywood. Like, you actually have to pull your weight and do other stuff. You can't just be the person who sort of sits. Like, it's a meeting. Picture this. It's a meeting at the top of some Los Angeles skyscraper. All, as I said, the 50-old uh, guys in suits are losing their minds. and the, But then sort of just leaning out of the darkness. Uh, mm-hmm feet up on the table. I was going to say cowboy boots. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, gentlemen, gentlemen. Instead of worrying about what the next movie's going to be, Elba, Will Smith, Face Off remake. I'll take my $2 million. I thank you very much. Guys, guys. Why are we, why are we getting so upset about this? <laughs> Have you considered putting The Rock in it? You're welcome. I'm gonna clock out now. <laughs> that's that, it. Thank you, ideas man. That's the that's just what we needed. Mine was a joke. That one actually happens. <laughs> yeah, there's def there's a, a freelance guy walking around Hollywood, and his entire job is just to walk in, walk into a building with a suit and tie on, go into a board meeting, and he just he, he gets a, one of those little standy up whiteboards out. He writes on it. Dollars, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign equals, and then a picture of the rock's face, and then he just walks out. And they're like, ah, oh, man, that guy is good. How does he and keep then, doing it? And then it's like, but we've had too many rock movies. Boom, Kevin Hart, buddy cop movie. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's obvious saying, when you I'm, think I'm, about I'm, it. I'm taking the piss out of that. I think I've watched it. Apart from the Jumanji sequel, which I have to watch, I'm pretty sure I've watched every Rock and Kevin Hart movie. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, I think I have to. <laughs> they are fun, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that guy. Listen, I think that guy puts in a good hustle, whoever he is, going around convincing movie studios to keep making Rock movies. He's doing God's work. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that guy, and I appreciate all those movies. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that is, that's about all we have to say about Will Smith. We'll, we started on Will Smith, we ended on The Rock, uh, two legends, but um, both both equally great. Yes. Uh, and I think Will Smith absolutely, absolutely will go down as a legend. Um, and I think 
that is a pretty deserved title for all the things we've talked about. Definitely worth just saying again, like between movies and TV and music, as well yeah. as all just the him being himself uh, for the last however many years, I think well-earned GOAT status for, for yeah. Will Smith. Um, yeah, and last thing I'll say is if anything, anyone doesn't think Will Smith still doesn't, I mean, I don't know why you would think that. The guy's just got nominated for an Oscar, but if you don't think the guy still has it, go look up this song he did. I think with, uh, I want to say, J. Cole, and listen to his oh, yeah. on it. He goes hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in case, in case you're worried, it was just it's just those fun little Fresh Prince raps. Nah, nah, nah. He, he really does do it all, um, and, and he can switch it up. If you're ever sitting there thinking he's too nice, sometimes he he, he can show you what's what, I think, uh, whether it's acting or music or whatever. Um, Will Smith certainly has a pretty good grasp on, on how to do things. Um, and I think he's just a cool guy. So Crack and Banter approved. Will Smith, good job. Thanks for all the movies. Uh, <laughs> but we'll move on to our, our last segment, which is Have You Seen This? This is where we talk about what we've been watching or reading or doing for the past week or so, and we just have a little chat about it. So, look, have you seen The Book of Boba Fett? Uh, no, and I've still not watched The Mandalore. <laughs> I, do I, I actually have this conversation, like, not just with you, at least once a week, someone, because they know I like Star Wars, and they know I like all that stuff. They'll, they'll start sit, asking me if I've seen, re- before it was, the Mandalorian but now it's advanced on to no I haven't actually seen the book of Boba Fett yet and I've still not seen the Mandalorian <laughs> yeah I, I, literally, I literally had that conversation earlier <laughs> I think it I think it's because these shows have like they do have a real excitement and like after every episode you're you're like you want to go and talk to someone about it kind of thing these shows so you do get that oh, who do I know that will have seen this? And I think for a lot of people, they're, they're probably thinking, oh, look, will have seen this. He loves Star Wars. And then they'll <laughs> go to, oh my God, have you seen this Book of Boba Fett episode? And you're like, listen, no, not seen any of it, actually. <laughs> I don't I do not do Star Wars anymore. You're retired from Star Wars, only the TV shows. No, I'm not, I, w- I will watch it at some point. It's just, but the watch list is so long. It's all the watch yeah. if I'm so far behind on everything. True, true. That being said, I watched the whole TV series in the past week that wasn't any <laughs> of those things, which I'll, I'll talk oh. about at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I suppose maybe uh, when there's when there's a new movie or something coming out, we can maybe talk about it on the podcast and then that'll force you to, to watch some of them. <laughs> maybe that's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, that is absolutely one of the one of the highlights of starting this podcast. Look for me is um, having to force myself to watch things that I want to watch anyway, but <laughs> things that I want to watch but just wouldn't do because, uh, like, not even time consuming, but just in my head, I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered to start that yet. If I'm like, oh, but we're going to talk about it on the podcast and just force myself to watch a thing that I already wanted to see, it is the one of the best things to come out of this <laughs> this whole thing. Um, it's just forcing myself to watch stuff. But anyway, Book of Boba Fett, it's really good. It's just good Star Wars-y stuff. Uh, I've seen some people kind of, um, not that they aren't fussed on it, but criticizing it a little bit. But I I don't really, I've, I kind of have stayed away from it because I, I only caught up today and I'm still, I think, an episode or two behind. Um, so I, I was really staying away from any, any spoilery stuff. So I don't really, I can't be sure of what the, wholly what the criticisms were but i know some people were saying a few things were iffy about it but equally i've seen some people a couple of things have been spoiled for me but i I don't really mind that much 
um some people just absolutely ecstatic to to see Boba Fett more than anything just back uh being awesome and uh, doing some doing some great cool Boba Fett stuff this does feel very much like a show where it's just like you want to see some cool Star Wars stuff okay here it is uh, and I, I like I think that is great I'm totally I'm more than happy with that uh you know we've got some great Star Wars stuff recently some not as good stuff as well but uh certainly in the Mandalorian like there's it's been it's, it's that is some of the best Star Wars we've seen in a, in a long time and like um great story stuff great character work but also sometimes with Star Wars you're like but where's the stuff I love you know where's the where's just the cool the cool sci-fi lasers and and weird wacky characters and stuff like I want to see that stuff as well sometimes um and Book of Boba Fett feels a little bit more I mean, all the character work and story stuff is is great as well. I, I, I'm not I'm not saying that, but um, there is also just a real element of like, here is some cool stuff from Star Wars, and uh, I am always happy to see that. It's it's really great to see. Are there any Polynesian spas? Oh no, well I suppose anywhere anywhere Boba Fett goes is a Polynesian spa, really, isn't it? He can he brings it with him <laughs> everywhere you go. You always bring the Polynesian spa with you. Come on, <laughs> does... Tatooine, give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does have a little uh, back to tank that we actually cut back to fairly often in the show, and it that that does make me just say that Polynesian spa meme in my head every time I see mm. it because it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do. I do recommend it. Look, once you watch all the other Star Wars stuff and and catch up, uh, as I'm sure you will, um, you'll. I mean, you will watch this. You know, it's not really. I don't really need to convince you, but when you do catch up with it, I'm sure you'll be glad you did because it, it's 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 real good, real good Star Wars. Uh, just fun stuff to watch again. Um, but what what have you been what have you been seeing this week? Well, Reese, have you seen the woman in the house across the street from the girl <laughs> in the window? No, but I'm I'm glad one of us watched this because it's it's so funny a title and I just wanted someone to say it. Yeah. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window is a new series that stars Kristen Bell. It was released on Netflix. Uh, it's well, it's actually pretty literal. The title it's about uh, a woman who witnesses a murder happening in the house across the street from her. Uh, which sounds like sort of the setup to uh, a very sort of basic bitch uh, mur- murder mystery. And in some ways you'd be right, in some ways you'd be wrong, because this is a parody of the sort of airport murder mystery novel type books uh, that become very popular in the past years, which I, I actually have read a few of them and I enjoy. Uh, but it amazed me to find out there are actually people who didn't get from the title <laughs> this was meant <laughs> to be a parody of those. But, and the reason why I enjoyed it so much is it works why all great parodies work because whilst it is a parody of the genre, it is also a good example of the genre. Like mm. The story did draw me in. I was sort of like, it, it's very bingeable because the episodes were only like a short sort of range from 20 to 30 minutes. And it just it kept escalating with like the most ridiculous cliffhangers. <laughs> it just worked so well in my head. I mean, uh, 
there were so many things I'd seen during the episode that was like, uh, would either get a big laugh from me or be like, <laughs> it was like, a, a, there'd be a really effective parody of something that happens in the genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so it's just, it just worked really, really well. And so I feel like it's the sort of thing some people aren't just aren't going to get it. Like, yeah. The same way, just, just with anything sort of that's um, not surreal, but kind of a more niche section mm. of comedy, there'll always be people who sort of just, it's not their thing and they don't get it. That's fine. But I feel like for the people who sort of click with this style of comedy, they'll really enjoy it. It's sort of, um, not not the same style of humor necessarily, but in the same way as I said, uh, Austin Powers is a great spy movie parody because it's also kind of a great spy movie. This is a great yeah. murder mystery parody because it's also a pretty good mister, mis, murder mystery. Nice, nice. Um, you know, we we sometimes say on this show uh, we talk a lot about it actually, and we even even today we said how. Hollywood should be should be taking our ideas uh, but we we usually say that sort of jokingly assuming that Hollywood isn't listening to us but are we sure we didn't come up with that title because it sounds worryingly like an awful title we would come up with <laughs> that yeah. is worryingly close what is it actually the full title again uh the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window I think it's like it's... Hey, come on <laughs> smashing together like i think at least three uh so there's a bit of the girl in the train and then there was like one i think it was netflix last year uh Net- netflix are parodying their own stuff now. <laughs> it was something like uh the woman in the the girl in the window or something or the woman in the window mm-hmm. and then i think there's like a third one sort of in there somewhere that i haven't i'm not quite familiar there's, some, with. there's something about something next door it's like a thriller movie as well um it could be that too there's pro- yeah as you say a mix of just those vague name vague mystery thrillery names um but i i god i love that as a title like that is so funny and, and there's it's it's like it's also it's just jam-packed with visual stuff as well and it's you, you know the same way like i, I can't remember if you watched this but arrested development mm. uh, is built on sort of the running jokes and stuff happening in the background that is yeah, never yeah. referenced. Uh, this is also full of stuff like that. Like, there's a recurring joke. It's not funny the first time it happens, just because it, it just seems like part of the scene. But chicken casserole dishes keep appearing, <laughs> and it's like it's sort of it's funny the same time because like, oh, there's another chicken casserole dish. But like the tenth time a kitchen casserole dish appears, <laughs> there's not even any comedy associated. But I'm practically hurting myself laughing just because a, ki- a chicken casserole dish just appeared <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean yeah so, some things about this show make me feel like it is just tailored to us like that they, those sound exactly like as you say jokes that are barely even jokes those are the sort of things we absolutely love so uh, that, that sounds really great actually um, I, I like it a lot I like that uh, I'll have to give that a go, but yeah, those are some more some more great recommendations. It feels like everything we watch now is a a big recommendation, but that is that comes with uh, people releasing such good stuff all the time, doesn't it? 
Uh, well, to be fair, I've banned so many shows at like episode one or two. But if mm-hmm. I finish something, usually it is because I have enjoyed. Yeah, true. Actually, yeah, um, definitely. That's definitely the case. So yeah, big big recommendations, especially obviously Book of Boba Fett. If you're a Star Wars fan, you've probably already seen it. If you're not a Star Wars fan, watch all the other stuff first and then catch up. <laughs> it's it's tough to recommend that because odds are if you're gonna get recommended it, you've already seen it. Um, and if you haven't seen the stuff before it, then you can't really watch it. So we are Star Wars is ever so slowly approaching that Marvel esque um, level of you. You have to really have seen the other stuff for it to start making sense. But uh, you know that's that's kind of a cool some in some ways a cool thing, in some ways not so much. But I think especially with these TV shows, you kind of you have to expect that. Um, but anyway, anyway, I think that'll do us for this week. We talked a lot. I, I enjoy talking about Will Smith uh, and <laughs> getting into all the wonderful things he's done and uh, coming on and chatting. Um, look, thank you very much for joining me. It's always always a pleasure. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show, you can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter. We have a subreddit, Crack and Banter. You can find us there. If you want to send an email to the podcast, you can send that to crackandbanterpod at gmail.com. Ask us a question. Give us a recommendation. We'll, we'll get around to it um but yeah thank you very much for listening look do you want to close this out yes thank you for listening to the crowd and banter podcast we hope we'll have you with us uh next week again uh i've been luke and i think it's weird that doors don't uh open both ways and he's been reese thank you for listening thanks for listening (laughs) Thank you.